Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy. DJ Billier, and across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your microphone and tell him who you am, my friend. Yo, 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 what is going on? It is your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. Old Dirty Sav. What's going on, my guy? Man, you know what, dude? Tell me. It's a beautiful day uh, for several reasons. One, uh, it's Saturday. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So neither of us are working, which is always a good thing. Two. Huge fan. Huge fan. Uh, two, it's uh, November. We're, we're at this point well into November. And I am rocking shorts and a t-shirt, my friend. The sun is shining. It feels like it's in the 70s today, if I just had to guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got up this morning and I walked my dog around, I don't know, 8, 8.15 this morning. I threw on the sweatpants and the hoodie. Let me just tell you, yeah. according to the, and I'm assuming this is accurate. Okay. It's coming from AccuWeather. AccuWeather, okay. Uh, in beautiful series, California, uh-huh. home of the Infinity Studios. It is. Uh, we got a chilly, balmy November 3rd of 75 degrees. 75 degrees. And this is why we live in California. I think a few episodes back... We talked about how spoiled we get here in California. 75 on November 3rd. November 3rd, I'm rocking short sleeves and shorts on a short sleeve t-shirt, man. Yeah, we uh we are uh we're having a little shindig today. Yes, and that was gonna say, and the third reason okay, what's today third? is a beautiful day is we're having a fiesta, baby. It's the Savage O'Malley, big banging, bouncing birthday blowout today. That's right. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, it's hard to do things on uh, around my birthday weekend yes. because it's the Halloween weekend, and right. you got people dressing up like gangsters with Tommy guns. <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, and uh, other, you know, we're at that age where people still have kids, and people are done with kids, and people yes. just got brand new kids, and yes, it's all yes. over the place. So uh, the last, I don't know, three or four years, I've I've done it this first week in November. Right. Right. And it's kind of worked out pretty good because yeah. it's away from the holiday. Yeah. And then, you know, it's good for me because it extends my birthday. Sure. Uh, but not like people bring you presents or anything. But you right, get to right. hang out with people and, and, and just have a good time. So uh, that's today. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was out there cleaning and doing some stuff and getting ready. And uh, it was like 10 in the morning and I was sweating. I, and yeah, I was like, I, damn. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, just it's November. So just out of habit. To walk my dog this morning i threw the hoodie on the sweatpants you know had the hood up got about maybe a half mile into the walk and i was like what the hell i'm dying like my dog's tongue is like dragging on the sidewalk <laughs> he's panting i'm sweating i'm like what the hell's going on here and then i went oh that's right 
We live in California. Beautiful, sunny California, eh, baby. And it is too, man. I mean, it's Hello. just. So, okay. So it's a beautiful day. We're having a party. It's Saturday. And we're here recording the 209 Till Infinity podcast. It does not get any better than that, my friend. Well, we usually record and, and uh, you know, we, we get after it. And uh, we've talked about when we're here, we try to do multiple episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, because we are, you know, an hour and 20 minutes apart. And, yes. Uh, but sometimes things come up and we don't make it. And sometimes, and this is, this is, this is, doesn't happen enough, but sometimes right. you end up coming down for something else. So right. I said, let's, let's sneak in an episode. Absolutely. That's so. what I'm thinking. I'm like, damn, I'm down here. The party don't start till what? Four, four thirty? Four. Four o'clock. Let me let me slide in a couple hours early and let's squeeze one in, baby. Let's uh, let's see what we can do. So here we are. Uh, you know, it's uh, on my way down here, uh, bumping tunes as I do on, on occasions. Been known to listen to a little music on my way to the studio, as they say. Uh, dude, listening to I was listening to Cypress Hill. I, I caught a um, an interview with Be Real on Big Boy TV, and it's the 50 years of hip hop. So, so Big Boy's been bringing in the heavy hitters, Ice Cube, yeah, yeah. Be Real, Snoop Dogg. He's interviewing them all, talking to them about how they started their careers, how they got into hip hop, and how they what how hip hop has changed their lives. So he brings Be Real in, and they start talking about that first Cypress Hill album from 1991. Oh yeah, the first Cypress Hill album is from '91, and and you know they're talking so passionately about being on the road for the first time, and and the first time they heard their song on the radio, and the first time, uh, first time they knew they'd made it when they started rocking bigger crowds and bigger arenas and bigger venues. And whenever you hear somebody talk about something passionately, you you get passionate for it. So today I started digging in in the Cypress catalog and I've always loved Cypress Hill, but mm-hmm. as I was listening on the way down here, it got me thinking about our episode where we talked about Ludacris. And I had asked you, you know, as we were talking about Ludacris and how underrated he is and how Luda. slept on he is and how much we love this, his last album, Ludaversal. Um, I got me thinking, I asked you, I said, who do you think are some other people that have had a shit ton of success but don't really get the credit they deserved or underrated. And as I'm driving, listening to Cypress Hill, I would 100% put Cypress Hill in that category. I don't think they're talked about enough. Nobody sounds like Cypress Hill from their voices to their production. I put on that first album, the self-titled album from 1991, and those beats are so different. The subject matter is so crazy. Their voices are so crazy. Nobody sounds like them, but when they put together these lists of the greatest MCs of all time or the greatest groups of all time, I don't feel like Cypress is mentioned enough. So, But they, they're super successful. I mean, hit records, sold out tours. Uh, I mean, the guy's been going since 91 and they still tour. Now, Be Real's got the Dr. Green Thumb podcast. He's got his own line of marijuana. He's got the Smokebox interview show, the TV show where he puts people in the car and they smoke weed, smokes them out while they do the interview. Uh uh Crazy successful, dude. But nobody talks about him lyrically or them lyrically or them production wise. Like, you just don't hear it, dude. And I listened to the first one and I listened to... um, Black Sunday on the way down here. I'd skipped around a little bit. I was listening to Cypress Hill 4. I was listening to the Temple of Boom. Uh, Man, the catalog's crazy deep, dude. Crazy deep. Great hits. They got hits. They got underground classics. They got albums. I've seen them live. They put on a killer stage show. And I just feel like nobody's talking about Cypress Hill, especially Be Real. particularly be real as an MC, as someone who should be getting his props and respected for that nasally crazy voice and his ill flow and his amazing lyrics, like just slept on dude, as far as like, not slept on as far as sales, right? Right. But they just don't get mentioned. Like when they talk about great groups, who do they talk about? Wu-Tang, NWA, Outkast. Cypress is right there. They're right there. So, you know, the thing about Cypress to me is this, is that, first of all, I would absolutely say they're underrated. I I think the problem with Cypress Hill is they kind of pigeonholed themselves by putting them into the weed rap category. Right. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 
and I love Cypress, and you know they're talking about how to, you know, old school jams like I could just kill a man, you yeah. know, things like that. It's not weed rap, but then they kind of slowly evolved, and like that's how they got popular. Talking about yeah, yeah. even more popular, talking about the weed, but then they kind of pigeonholed themselves. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They, the first album has Stoned is the way of the walk, and uh, uh, there's another there's another and, weed song on there, uh, Light It Ups. And, and clearly that's yeah. who they are, you know, yeah, the yeah. weed podcast, smoking yeah, yeah. weed, you, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, that's, be real, you know, you follow him or look at him, every time he goes live, he's on a balcony smoking a big old blunt or oh, something. Oh, 100%, you know? yeah. And, and that's okay, but I totally agree, I do think they're absolutely underrated, Be Real and Cypress Hill are one of the, you know, we've talked about, you know, we talked about uh, Yellow Wolf, did an album with DJ Muggs, he was like, yes. he was like, I'm yeah, yeah, fame, yeah. Yellow Wolf said, I'm famous enough to do what I want. Right. And this is a guy I want to do an album with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Michael Wayne Alta from, uh, from uh, you know, Gadsden, Alabama said, I want to do an album with the Cypress Hill guy. Yes, yeah. You know, which is, you know, Muggs, DJ something. Muggs. And hey, listen, that, uh, he's just an incredible producer. He just released Soul Assassins, I think volume three. And he's got a bunch of new, young, hungry rappers on there. And it's a solid album, but one of the tracks is called Dump On Him. And it's Be Real, MC Ren. And it's MC Ren like I haven't heard MC Ren in, in years. Like, this sounds like the old school, hardcore NWA MC Ren. And then the third and final verse is Ice Cube. The beat's crazy. You get a good, solid Cube effort. This isn't Cube phoning it in. It's not the cube we get most of the time anymore this is an angry political gangsta sounding cube and be real just does what be real always does and mugs just delivers this beat that's crazy but that that jizza album and i've tried to find it on vinyl uh grandmasters that he did with mugs is probably the best i think that's for me that jit the genius album where he put teamed up with mugs for that grandmasters album is the best most wu-tang sounding album that isn't produced by the the rizza the rizza didn't touch that album he appears on it and raps on it but he didn't do any of the production it's all mugs and to me that is the most wu-tang sounding album that wasn't crafted by the rizza i i think uh mugs is incredible i think when i did my top 10 producers i believe i had mugs on there right i think he's super slept on um but yeah, I think Cypress, I think you're absolutely right. The same way I think when we talked about Ludacris, I said, you know, he likes to brag on what he has and, and how much he gets laid. Like a good majority of his rhymes, he's he's talking about sex, getting laid. And you can only hear that so much. I don't have anything against it. I'm not a prude in any stretch of the imagination. I mean, you hear us drop F-bombs on here and get a little nasty and, and tell jokes and be funny. I don't have a problem with it. Ludacris is hilarious. But um, it, uh, the Ludiversal album, the difference was he started to talk about real things, real things that were affecting his life, real things that we can all relate to. I can't relate to getting on a private jet, getting out of your, your, right. your bends and getting onto a private jet or fucking three swimsuit models, you know, after a massive party where you were popping bottles of crystal or counting millions of dollars. I can't relate to any of that. I can relate to, uh, you know, being broke, being hungry, struggling, trying to come up, you know, or having your heart broken or falling in love for the first time. And that's what he did on the Universal album is he he took what he already did so well and then just added another layer to it. And I think Cypress Hill does that, too. If you go in and listen to the songs like uh, Looking Through the Eyes of a Pig, where Be Real raps from the perspective of a police officer, what it's like to be a police officer in Southern California. And you're looking through his eyes, he gets up, him and his wife ain't getting along, he's drunk from the night before, he's pissed off, and then he goes out and everybody hates his guts, and he has to deal with this life with his job where no one likes him, and his wife doesn't like him, and he doesn't see his kids. And he tells you a story through the eyes of a cop. And then the song ends with him pulling Be Real over. And he's chewing them out. Oh, you fucking rappers. I know you got guns. I know you got drugs. And that's how the song ends. It just fades out. And I think it's genius. So that's the thing is, is we all think weed when we think Cypress Hill. But if you really dig into the albums, uh, there is so much more. And I think Ludacris is the same way. Like, But yeah, I was listening to that on the way down, just digging in going, my God, dude. These guys are incredible. I got a list of people who I felt that are underrated. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so uh, first, uh, you got DJ Billy A. 
Okay. So nice. I mean, you got you, you. mean, look at the catalog. You know what I mean? We're talking full <laughs> funky gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yes. I mean, you talk about his legendary shows at PJs. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, legendary. And the Dreamers. Yes. You know, dream it. How you could you forget? Dreamer. How could you forget Dreamers? They still, there was still glitter on the strip pole, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was still warm. <laughs> Dreamers was a strip club turned bar music venue that lasted about five minutes. I think we may have played the inaugural show and the closing show at the same time. Grand opening, it, grand closing. And it was like, real nice because you walked in and you got the yeah. the real firm smell of Bubblegum, uh-huh. cinnamon, yes, and bad decisions. Correct, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I felt like I was home. Yeah, you know. We always have a joke in Full Funky Gorilla about that because it used to be a strip club. Uh, the first time we ever played there, that, when you came and saw us, that was the second time we played. The first time we played, we were supposed to play at uh, at some little tequila bar, and they booked us. We were going to play there, and we show up, and the doors are locked. The doors are locked. The tables are flipped over. It looked like they had a massive big blowout. They were like, fuck it, we're going out of business. They had a massive party, trashed the place, and then got the hell out of Dodge. So here we are. We pull up with all our guitars, speakers, drums, and the doors are locked, and the place is trashed, and the lights are out. And we're like, well, fuck, we're down in sack. What do we do? We happen to know the promoter. We called her up, like, you doing a show? And we're, She's like, yeah, I'm at Dreamers right now. I got three bands, but if you guys want to jump in, we can let you play for four or five songs. And we're like, shit, we're on the way. We'll get there. We hang up. You know, this is pre-phone, GPS, not a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, she says she's a Dreamer. She'll get us in if we go right now. And Joe, our guitar player, is like, oh, shit, I know where that is. <laughs> so we all just... Forever, we were like, oh yeah, Joe, I bet you do, huh? Does your wife know that you know where Dreamers is? We always tease him. Oh, he's, dude's got a built-in GPS for the strip club. Do, 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 do. This way, make a right, make a left, turn left. We're here, baby. Mm-hmm. So that was like the long-running joke forever that Joe, if we play at a strip club, you don't don't bring your map. Joe will get us there. But um, yeah, man, so who's next? Uh, I've got, uh, and now I will tell you this. Okay. The... Um, Despite the recent um, backlash for okay. this artist, okay, some backlash, yeah, right. that uh, this person has been getting from uh, basically the health food people. Uh oh, yeah. Oh boy, it's DJ Savage O'Malley. DJ Savage yeah. O'Malley. <laughs> Savage O'Malley. Okay, Savvy on the Savvy Davis Jr. Yes. on the mic. Yes, uh, underrated. Man, you did go at kombucha hard on the yeah. last episode and soy milk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I had to wear a bulletproof vest on my way here. Yeah, I mean, because I th- drove by a Kroger's, they were yeah. they were shots fired, yeah. baby. I'm pretty sure I yeah. heard something. Yeah, I was I needed to get some vegetables. Yeah, I had to have somebody go get them. Oh yeah, yeah, because I wasn't trying to get I wasn't trying to get shanked by the asparagus. You no, know yeah, mean? absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the gang name at the yeah. asparagus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wear all green. Or the Asian gang, the baby back choice. Oh shit! Yeah, they're dangerous, man. Yeah. You don't want to fuck with them. No, that's a yeah, dude. Yeah, you probably called uh, DoorDash to have your groceries delivered, and they're like, "Is this Savage O'Malley?" And they're like, "No, we can't do it, man." You no, know? I, I, yeah. I fake address, fake. Yeah. Address, fake, yeah. <laughs> it got well, real. It got real. We live dangerous like that, we, man. We you know, do, I, man. I knew what I was getting into when I signed on for this podcast, but you know, it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk. I'll take some heat from the vegan community. Okay, well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. uh, I do know this, that uh, we, uh, I think think we got to get a cypher going. Yeah, it's time. It's time. time. There's some things that we said we were going to do this year, and then shit just got crazy. One of them was, uh, I wanted to do more nasty lyrics of the week, and I think we've done one. If it may be two. I'm not 100 percent sure. We haven't. Done I did that. one last time, or that. Yeah, yeah. that might have been the one. I'm not sure. I no, may you have did done. One. You I did one. one. Okay, so we did two this year. Uh, the other thing we were gonna do is bring guests in, which I don't think we've had a guest this year. We wanted to bring in more guests. We didn't do that. And then the other thing I said was we got to do a 209, another 209 cipher part two. Uh, and those, so those are three things we did not accomplish for this good, year. That good news is we've got goals for next year. Yes, we do. That's always that's definitely one way to look at. It. I feel like every time we do our goals, it's like, well, failed that one, but guess what? We got a whole nother year. Hey, it's it's a uh, it's time for the let's get skinnier show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's uh, time for the, uh, these are the things we want to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we just, actually, I'm just going to repost last year's yeah. goal episode. Yeah, rather than re-recording another episode, just listen to what we did last year, because more than likely we failed. Like, and by, by what we did last year, what we recorded, not what we did, because we didn't do it. Oh, yeah, is- absolutely. It's the, it's the, let's make, for me, it's usually, let's get skinnier, let's make more money, and then there's going to be some personal, like, uh, fun thing that I want to do that I probably didn't get accomplished. I, I haven't gone back and listened, but I think mine was for sure get back on the health train, which absolutely yeah. has not happened. Yeah. Um, and then I think one of mine was I wanted to get back to a more consistent of uh, playing golf and getting yeah, back to where I, I was. I think it might have been. And I, I haven't didn't listened really either. get there. I kind of did, but not as much as I wanted to. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, what. Uh, you know what? Let's just save that. Yeah, I was, save that. That. I was gonna say, yeah, because I, I don't remember at all. I haven't listened either. But I couldn't even tell you. It's crazy, but I could other other than probably weight loss, I couldn't tell you what any of my other goals were. Weight loss of money, you know, it's always that for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's uh yeah, we'll definitely go back and listen, and that will be one of our upcoming episodes. We've got the two of my favorite episodes of every year is the episode where we go back and listen to our goals and then talk about whether what we did what we didn't do and what we plan to do for next year and then my other favorite episode always is the year-end blowout where we talk about our favorite movies our favorite music and tv of the year so those are two of my we got two of my favorite episodes coming down the pipe right so stay tuned listeners because we got lots of fun episodes coming um so another reason why today's a good day is I'm, I'm super happy to be alive, my friend. Yeah. Um, and I got I got a story as to why that is. I got a pretty crazy story. Um, so last Monday, which was October 30th, uh, it was last Monday as of when we're recording this right now. So Monday, October 30th, I overslept. Uh, I, I was having some trouble getting to sleep the night of the 29th. I took some... Uh, Oh shit, what's that stuff? Melatonin, uh-huh. which knocks my ass out. And so what happened was, I usually don't set an alarm. My wife and I get up at the same time. I usually hear her get up and I just go. Well, I slept right through her alarm, slept through her getting up, getting in the shower, getting dressed. So next thing I know, I wake up and it's damn near seven o'clock. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get up, feed the cats, feed the dog, walk the dog, get myself ready and go to work. So now I'm behind schedule. So I feed the animals, hop in the shower, get myself dressed, and I take my dog for a walk. And me and my dog have a route that we do every morning. Where right. we, we go up Main Street, and we go up and around, and we come down. And anyway, we have a loop that we take every morning. You've seen car accidents on the loop. Yeah, so I've seen all kinds of stuff. So, but this is something I have never been privy to or witnessed in my entire life. I, I wouldn't say I witnessed it. So I'm, I, we're wrapping up the walk. I'm heading back, and I see my homie Keith. Keith White. Uh-huh. friend of the show friend of the podcast come up in conversations here on the podcast oh he's times. a drummer he's, he's a longtime friend yes. friend of the show listener of the show yes. ask watch yeah yeah all that all that so i see him he flips a bitch pulls over and parks and he and i start to talk on uh god was it shakely lane yeah so we start to talk on i think it's shakely so he pulls over, we're talking. As we're talking, PG&E trucks are pulling up, all right? And Keith goes, oh shit, PG&E's coming to do some work. And I was like, yeah, well, we've had power outages for some reason like once or twice a week for the last few weeks. So I think PG&E's coming to straighten out the lines. And uh, so he and I are just shooting the shit, talking about a concert he went to, talking about how his cover band's doing. And all of a sudden, a PG&E worker comes up out from this big kind of open field in between these houses. He's walking towards us. He has his hand over his ear and he's looking down uh, and he goes, yeah, this is bad. You probably should get out of here. Yeah, this is this is this is really bad. You guys should probably just go. Keith and I are in the middle of bullshit and we both look over our shoulder and uh, go, oh, he wasn't looking at us, though, right? He's looking down and his hands over his ears. Oh, I look at Keith. Oh, he's he's on the phone talking to somebody. Figure he's talking about a PG&E situation. So Keith and I go back to shooting the shit. And the guy goes, no, really, you guys need to get out of here. I just got stabbed. And he takes his hand off of his ear, and his ear is sliced, like right down the middle. And he's just got blood dripping down his face. And Keith and I are like, oh, shit. Whoa, that's crazy. So he hops back in his truck and starts to kind of pull out. I walk Obi across the street and start to walk up the street. I'm not really at this point 
nervous because I figured we got a couple homeless people that live down by the creek, and I figured this PG&E worker may have stumbled across one of them, startled them. Dude's probably high or on a bad trip, mentally ill, and was startled and slashed him, thinking he had to defend himself because he doesn't not in his right mind. So I'm just kind of walking. I walk across and I'm walking up the street with Obi. Suddenly, at that point, I hear one of the PG&E workers go, "There he is!" And they all start to scatter and they're running, like running for their lives. And I can see the guy coming from the opening where the PG&E worker just come from. He's still a ways off and he's just walking. So I go, oh fuck. Once you see other people start running, like you get a fight or flight. At that moment, I get a little more nervous and I book it up the street to the uh, Chevron station on the corner. And I, Keith had driven up, so we stopped. And Keith and I went back to bullshit. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And Keith, Keith was like, yeah, it's probably just a, you know, a homeless person down by the creek. And same thing I was kind of thinking already. Um, he and I shoot the shit for a couple more minutes. At that point, here comes sheriff, IOMPD, fire department. They're all bailing in like we got, it's, it's under control. So he and I shoot the shit for a minute. I go, all right, man, I got to get to the office. I'm already late. I got to go. So I get in the car, drive to the office, and uh, I'm on my computer doing emails, making phone calls, and my social media starts blowing up. Apparently, um, it wasn't a home. Well, he may have been homeless. Apparently, it was a man on a stabbing spree. This dude stabbed somebody on Violet Lane inside their home. Didn't kill them, but hurt them very badly. Then proceeded to come up towards Shakely, ran into the PG&E worker. I think, you know, when something like this happens, you get a million different stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know exactly what's accurate, but I think the PG&E worker saw him, saw that he had some blood on him, and the PG&E worker was like, you good, man? You okay? And he sliced him. So the PG&E worker got the hell out of there. Between stabbing the PG&E worker and that guy on Violet Lane, he then stabbed and killed the woman on Shakely. And it was after that was when we saw him walking towards us and everybody was like, shit, there he is, run. And that's when I ran up the street. By the time I got to the gas station, here came the, the IOMPD, the sheriff's fire department. But I had no idea this dude murdered someone. I had no idea that this person had stabbed, attempted to kill someone else prior to stabbing the PG&E man and murdering someone. I just, in my mind, it's Amador County, right? These things don't right. happen in Amador County. I, I've never heard of anything like this happening in Amador County. Uh, so I went to work thinking nothing of it. My wife messaged me later and was like, did you hear that? Someone was stabbed to death and I own. And I was like, yeah, I was there. And she's like, oh my God, why didn't you say anything? I was like, cause I didn't realize he murdered. I didn't realize I was in the presence of a murderer. You know what I'm saying? Like I had no idea that that's what had happened. Again, I just literally thought it was a homeless guy who was in a bad way, who was just startled or having a bad trip. Not that this was someone. So what it turns out is apparently this young man, I believe his name was Joseph Jenkins. Uh, 12 years ago, um, I think stabbed his uncle and went to jail for attempted murder. He didn't kill his uncle, but he hurt him very, very badly. And I think, again, you know, you start hearing a bunch of stories. You know, this guy grew up in Ione, so everybody knows him. Everybody, oh, I saw this coming from a mile away. He was insane. He was crazy. Right. He was mentally ill. He was violent. Uh, so, you know, everybody's Monday morning quarterback and I have no clue what's true and what's not. But from what I've heard is he, uh, he beat, either beat up his grandfather pretty badly or his stepfather, one or the other, I don't know which. And at one point stabbed his uncle very badly to where he was very, very hurt. So he went to jail for 12 years for, or 14 years for attempted murder. What I'm hearing from what I've heard. Uh, got out in 12, was sent then to uh, some kind of, I don't think insane asylum's the proper term, right? I, uh, you know, a mental health facility, let's call it that. And I think he was in the mental health facility for like six months and then released. And he came to Ione and, and he's been in Ione since I want to say June or July. But this is where I get the, I don't know. I've heard some people say he was homeless. I've heard other people say he lived in the Ione hotel. Uh, but I, I've been hearing homeless. So official official word is Alpha Jenkins is a homeless person who was recently released from a state prison and was on parole. Yes, correct. But in between the state prison and coming to Ione, he did go to a mental health facility where 
He got out. He was sentenced to 14 for attempted murder, which seems light, in my opinion. Uh, it was his second strike. So this is now his third strike, these these murders and these other stabbings. Uh, but so he, yeah, so he uh, gets out of prison in 12 instead of 14. So clearly he was, I guess, behaving himself or doing whatever it is he needed to do to, to seem like he was okay to be let back into society. They did send him to the mental health facility to... They gave him the once over and checked him out um, and he got out. And what do you do? You go home, right? He grew up in Ione, so he went home, but he's homeless. And what's crazy is a week prior to this happening, Savage, he uh, someone posted on the Ione Facebook page that, hey, just want to give everybody a heads up. There's this creepy guy at the park that just was sitting there staring at my kids. I wanna make everyone aware. He made me feel very uneasy, very nervous. I snapped these photos of him uh, and uh, I've turned and I've made it aware, I've made the police aware. Apparently this isn't the first time he's been reported. Uh, but you know, so the police, the Ion police captain said, yeah, we're aware of this, we were aware, but he was never violent. And unfortunately staring at people creepily isn't breaking the law. You can right. sit in a park and stare at somebody all you want. So there was really nothing they could do. They went and spoke to him a couple times and were like, hey, man, what's going on? But he wasn't breaking the law. He wasn't hurting anyone. He wasn't doing anything that showed violence. So they didn't feel the need. They really couldn't bring him in. Um, so, yeah, there were people that were made uneasy by this guy. And, and you know, this guy's been in Ione since June or July homeless, right? I walk my dog all over that fucking town dude middle of the night early in the morning middle of the day when it's dark out holidays weekends obi and i put in a minimum a little over three miles every single day and as soon as this crime was committed and they start putting his face up i'm like this dude looks familiar i'm sure i've walked past the guy several times we walk by that little park where we sit and creeping people out right a lot and uh i just think you know what this situation made me come to the realization of was is how um lucky we are to live where we live because i told my wife we went on a walk and i told my wife i said i have never felt unsafe for one moment i moved to amador county in 1987 from south sacramento where my parents worried about my safety all the time. You know, I walked to and from school and they were worried about me constantly, but I was a latchkey kid and they had to work. So I came from South Sac to Amador County. When I moved to Amador County in 1987, I have never once felt unsafe walking the streets. I can't think of a time that I was concerned for my safety or feared for my life or thought, you know, this probably isn't a good idea to be out here right now not once so it was a weird feeling after the stabbing to to go on my normal route the next day with my dog and walk up that street and feel just a little uneasy even though i knew they got the guy he's gone but there's an eerie feeling to know something like that happened in your neighborhood and i think about all the people who who call who live in neighborhoods live in areas whose homes are not in the safest places who just going to and from their car or getting up in the morning to go to work may not feel safe on a daily basis right on a daily basis there are people that probably get up kids that walk to school or someone getting up and, and walking to the catch the bus to go to work or somebody warming up their car in the morning and they don't feel safe walking from their front door to their car every day but that's where they live and that's where they call home and i was just like how lucky am i to have never since 1987 to have never felt that right i'm so blessed so lucky my heart goes out uh you know prayers to quick recovery for the two people who were stabbed i've heard that the pg e workers was sent home that day and he's doing well i heard the the gentleman on violet lane was in stable condition but still in the hospital uh prayers to them for a speedy recovery and prayers out to the families of the young lady who, whose life was taken uh it was random it was senseless um and just you know the guy just lost it you know and what's crazy the craziest thing savage is he did it on monday october 30th um but apparently when he stabbed his uncle it was october 29th and he was arrested october 30th so almost a year to the day of 
fate almost fatally stabbing his uncle or some family member mm-hmm. he snapped and did it again and i don't know does it have something to do with the fact that it was so close to that i mean the guy gets out of jail after 12 years and it checks into an insane asylum gets out of there and then comes back and he's homeless right he comes back to the place where he lives but what who's right. gonna who's gonna give him a job He's in a small town where you can't take a shit sideways without everybody knowing about it, right? So it's clear. Once the shit happened, everybody was like, oh, I knew him. I went to school with him. I remember him. He was scary. He was violent. He should have never been let out. So this dude comes back to the only place he knows is home. And I'm not making excuses for him. Right, right, right. At all. But he comes back and he's homeless and he's got nobody to turn to. And then all of a sudden there's people going, oh, there's this creep at the park. They're calling the cops on him. And I think the dude just snapped. He's like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, why, you know, I was better off in jail. Maybe, I don't know. I don't want to get in the dude's head. I have no clue. But just a, a crazy thing to be that something, close to something like that, like in the vicinity of that, and to not realize how insane or how crazy it was. And then just the eye-opening experience of how lucky I am. You know, imagine living in, uh, is it Israel right now where they're blowing up bombs? Yeah. And, you know, if you live in the Middle East, you never know if you're going to step outside and there's going to be a car bomb or, a, uh, you know, somebody launching off a grenade or firing off a machine gun. Like, right. you shouldn't have to be like, hey, cover me. I'm going to the market. You know what I'm saying? Like, you and I are so lucky that we grew up there. And you're like, dude, this is a, I, th- I feel like this is a safe area where you live. I think we're just blessed, you know? Well, I'll tell you this, man. Um, you know what's crazy is we saw... Um, the Ion thing on the news. Right. And I was like, man, I got to talk to Bill about that. That's crazy. You don't see that thing pop up too often. No, you know? never. I don't ever remember anything like that. Yeah. And and here's what I've learned, I think, with the, um, with the world we live in and social media, right? Right. The crazy stuff, I think it happens everywhere. Sure. We just know about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just didn't know about it all the time before. So the, For we, sure. we were probably growing up in Center Creek, walking back and forth, and there was like somebody got stabbed in Jackson, and we had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that stuff probably could have happened our entire life. You know, the other thing that I that I do too is is I do feel like I live in a safe neighborhood, and, I, and it's important to me. But like also like I think the hard part is like – and I've had to kind of adjust myself because I think that you fall into a level of complete complacency. Yes, agree. When you are in that kind of, you know, you didn't like, you didn't even think about it. You were just like, oh, all right, whatever. Just probably some homeless dude. Like, yeah, nobody, you know, absolutely. Not I wasn't was even some- like my heart wasn't racing until they said. There he is. And they started scattering. And even at that moment, I ran, but I wasn't like, oh my God, holy crap. I could have died. That dude was, you know, 50 feet from me. It wasn't anything like that. I ran up to the gas station and me and Keith went back to shooting the shit. Like I literally, yeah, there you get into a comfort zone. Like, right. Yeah. And, and so I think that one of the things that's hard about that is that it's really hard to gauge like imagine, like you said, like imagine those people who constantly live in that. Yeah. Always when, looking over your shoulder, not you, trusting. When you go to bed every night to the sound of gunfire, and there are neighborhoods like that where hearing hearing guns go off is not weird. Right. Yeah. And 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 so I've had to kind of adjust a little bit because I work in downtown Stockton now. Yes. Right. Yeah. And. I know that, you know, you go on TikTok and social media and you look at all these things and they're like, oh, Stockton is one of the worst places to live in California. Yeah. It's always number one. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. Like where I work and right, yes, I'm right. around a county building and stuff. And yes, there's some homeless people, but I see homeless people at sure the gas station in Modesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen homeless people in fucking Lockford. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So, um, I, I think that on one hand, yes, you got to, you know, keep your eyes open and watch over your shoulder and things like that. But I also think that, you know, sometimes there's just a, you know, a level of trust or whatever that you have that, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping a, a safe distance and all that kind of stuff. But like also you can't live in fear. No. You know? And no. so like for me, like right now, um, 
So today for the party, the majority of it's going to be either inside or in the garage in the front area, which yeah. is abnormal because we usually hang out in the back. Right. Um, but I am, uh, we are reseeding and growing the grass in the back. Mm. So doing a bunch of, you know, getting it back to where, so we have full grass and stuff. So, um, so because of that, dog can't go out back. Right. So I've got to go everything out front right now. Mm-hmm. So... You know this. We've talked about this. Dogs sometimes can be a little finicky. They can be a little, yeah. especially Mercy. Yes, yeah. So there are times where I'll take her out and and she'll go to the bathroom right away. And sometimes, oh yeah, we want we got to walk. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And now I'm out walking around at 11 30 the other night. I was out there because I was busy and I didn't get stuff done. And by the time, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. we ended up walking because she wanted to walk and she needed to walk off before she go to the bathroom. So it's 12.30 at night. I'm walking around the streets, probably looking like a crazy person, but I don't even worry about it because I feel safe. This is my neighborhood. The people know me, right? It's a route you've walked a million yeah. times. And I'm, and I'm yeah. doing a half route. I'm just on my street. But still, any who knows? Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah if your number's up, your number's up. You have no, no clue. And, that and, lady that got stabbed that morning would have never thought in a million years. Like, because especially because it was random. Apparently, he just... I don't know if he broke into her house, but it, you just don't know. And and that and 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 and, and I talked about it, and I don't want to harp on it, right? But dad passed away. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this guy lived his whole life to get to retirement. Something goes haywire, gets sick, dies at sixty-nine, right. too young, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so for me, I'm like, man, you never know. Like this was a re- like I knew that. And I've heard it and all that sure, stuff. Sure, right? sure, sure. But like sometimes something just rattles it for you. And right. I was like, oh shit, right? Yeah. So I started to live my life a little bit different. Yeah. And then we talked about it. I get in that accident in Georgia, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You saw it was not, it was pretty bad. It was, yeah. Upside down, baby. And that's for me to good. walk out of there with not a scratch on me. Yeah. yeah right? That's one, crazy. One shard of glass or anything could have gone different. Yeah. Right? You never know when your ticket's gonna get punched. No, but something very like the, in a in a in an alternate timeline, right? I don't make it out of there. No, no. So, like you said, ticket could get punched at any time. What do you do? You live your life. Yeah, right. Yeah. You do what you can, and yeah. if your ticket, if it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. And I just do my I do my best to not put myself. Mm. In a situation where I'm punching my own ticket, absolutely, because I'm an idiot, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's it. Yeah. That's the key, right there, right? That lady didn't do anything wrong. She was at her home. Yeah. Psychopath came in. You can't control that. It no. is what it is. No. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And it's uh, it's crazy because the discussions now I'm seeing are like, you know, everybody's like, that guy had no business being on the street. You know, this is the problem, and it's like always, California sucks. The California politicians suck. This should have never happened. Um, but then again, I start hearing all these stories, right? And the story that I'm hearing today, I just actually heard this today, was that this guy who did the stabbing, who was 32, the first time he did the stabbing, he was in his early 20s, uh, that he witnessed his mother be killed right in front of him. Right. So clearly that's going to do damage to you as a little boy. That Now, I don't know if this is true. This is just what I heard this morning from someone at the dog park when I took my dog to the dog park, that this young man witnessed his mother be killed in front of him. Going to scar any child for life. You're going to have problems. Well, if that was the case, I don't know. Shouldn't have someone swooped in and been, and I guess in a better world, and I don't have the answers, but I feel like from the moment that happened, he should have been sitting with a therapist and being watched. You know the, you know the. I'll just tell you this. Here is the problem. Yeah. Is that there is not enough. We talk about all this stuff, like all this money, all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. There's not enough money and effort and focus, right? Put on mental health. No, absolutely. There's just not. No. You know what I mean? Like. Because it's 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 this, and, and we talked about this, and I hate to harp on it, right? I was in my dark place. We talked about this multiple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the first time in my life, I understood why someone 
would possibly commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about anything right. like that, but I was in a hole that was so dark that I could understand, and I was strong. I could understand how people who are not strong would be like, it ain't worth it. Yeah. yeah. I could understand that for the first time in my life. So that kind of mentality, you see these people who struggle with things and aren't as strong, right? Like, cause it comes down this, like I work with kids that have been through tons of shit, right? Right. And when you think about that kind of stuff, some of them are able to move on mm-hmm. and move, move forward. And, and, um, how do you say like uh have a life have a life and and, yeah. and, and there may be stuff like and that's function what, in society right as and, decent and, human being and and we're getting into a whole different bag of things here but like that's okay like and that's why it, it's it's frustrating when you look at the system right it's broken for sure hey yeah. this person can sexually violate a female mm-hmm severely traumatize her mm-hmm. something that she will no matter even if she gets all the help she needs yeah she will never be the same yeah she will never be right mm-hmm. she will never be how she was right you can't do that sir you're going to prison for eight years right maybe six right. after good behavior yeah yeah and the jails are kind of close tight we're really overbooked so make it four right you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. you are ruining somebody's life and at max, you get eight years. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Meanwhile, this person has trauma, right? It's going to follow her the rest of her life. PTSD forever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Any future partners yes. are going to have to deal with something that's yes. coming from that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's just, and that goes with any trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Once you sit, like, I, I can tell you this. We had a discussion the other day, and I don't know if you remember this person. I have a little bit of PTSD or past trauma, and it's not anybody's fault. Do you remember Chris Tassano? That name rings a bell. So Chris I Tassano. Know him, but I know of him. Had epilepsy. Okay. He was in my fifth grade class. Okay. He was new to living in our area. Okay. They brought him in. He had a helmet on. Yeah. We're from Amador County. We didn't see that before. I'd never no. seen anything. No. They yeah. said, oh, he's got epilepsy. This is why he wears the helmet. And we're like, all right, we're fifth graders. We know what the fuck that means. Right. Right. He's there. Month later, he has a seizure, falls out of his chair, his desk. He's having a seat. That traumatized me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it looked like. That's not his fault. Did he know? go to Amador too? Yeah. Okay. By the time he got older, like the epilepsy was like almost gone. I think he stopped wearing a helmet. Yeah. Like, yeah at a certain yeah. point. Um, but like, so like stuff like that, right? Like just that has nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah. Still rattled in my head still as a 40 plus year old man. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let alone something traumatic like watching your parents get killed in front of you or being raped by a, you know what I mean? Yes. Not, that's nowhere near com, com, uh, comparative uh, to that kind of trauma. No. Yeah. And that rattled me. What the fuck do you think that does to them? Absolutely. No, you know I what I mean? 100%. So, yeah. so but the problem is there's not enough money or effort and time put into helping that. I, yeah, I agree. It's a, uh, so again, and I don't want to sound like I'm defending this, this dude that murdered and stabbed these people because I'm, uh, he's a monster. Absolutely right. horrific. I can't even yeah, begin to describe the atrocity and the pain that these people must be going through. Now you want to talk about PTSD, somebody busts in your house and stabs you. You're absolutely right. That guy's going to go back to jail and just do whatever that he's been doing. And these people, that guy that lived off of Violet Lane, he's got to go back home now and try to sleep at night. You're absolutely right. He's got to live with that for the rest of his life. Somebody bust into my little quiet community, came into my house and tried to stab me for no reason. Like I didn't step on the dude's shoe or cut him off in traffic. He just was having a bad day and decided he was going to stab me. But here's the thing. so let's say, and again, I, this is just what I heard. I don't know if this is true, but I heard he, he saw his mother be uh, murdered in front of him. So clearly he's scarred. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, he's in his 20s and he gets in a fight with his stepdad or his grandfather. I don't know which it is because you're hearing multiple stories and hurts him. And then a little while later, uh, you know, st- stabs his uncle, I believe is what I've been hearing. Um, okay, we're going to send him to prison for that. 
Well, if it's true that he witnessed his mother be murdered right in front of him, he's mm-hmm. scarred from a kid. Clearly, he's not mentally stable. Is prison the best place for him? I'm not saying he should be out in society. Not at all. But sending someone who clearly saw something horrible and now has rage that he doesn't know how to internalize or he's internalizing it and doesn't know how to vocalize it and he can't control his temper to the point where he's trying to kill people. Sending him to prison where he's got to watch his back in the shower and worry about getting shanked. Right. And, you know, is that... Is that uh, I don't know if that's a good idea for anybody. I don't know. I don't. If I had the answer, I'd be a millionaire. But do a lot of times people come out of prison worse than when they went in? Because it's like the worst place in the world. I wouldn't survive. Right. I'd never. I didn't even want to work. I thought about being a correctional officer. I don't even want to go to work in a prison. They're awful. They're awful places. So you put somebody in there that's mentally ill. That's not a, not a mental health facility. It's a prison. This guy wasn't isn't well, and we put him in there, and then we think, okay, after 12 years and six months in a psych ward, yeah, go out and good luck, have a good life. No, no chance of getting a job, no right. chance of being trusted by anybody, and, and then and then you know he goes back to the only place he ever thought of as home, I own, and here comes all the bad memories, all the shit. I, I don't know what the answer is. Most people are like he should have never been let out. And I get it. Yeah, this wouldn't happen if he was still in that insane asylum or mental health facility or prison. But I, I don't know if, if if I had the answer. I'd, I'd well, be, I can oh, tell yeah. you this, man. And, yeah. I, and I know this is uh, this is a very very hard take. Okay. Okay. But somewhere along the line, our country got way too PC. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Yep. Where we where, where, where we for whatever reason continue to bank and count and and honor the rights of human beings who have essentially should have lost those rights right. the second they yeah, committed yeah, yeah. these heinous crimes. But there are people who like you know we oh you can't do that that he's still a human being. Right. Well, guess what? You just ruined a human another human being. Why do you, yeah. why do your rights still matter? Right. They shouldn't. Yeah. So again, we're going down. A, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay though. And, 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 and I think that that's, you know, that's part of the issue is, is that there's so much like how much we're paying like $4,000 a day per prisoner Yeah. as taxpayers Yes. for people who have, you know, and, and, and I get it. Prison, there's all kinds, but I mean, we've, you know, there's people that third strike. You're in there for life. Why are we paying $4,000 a day for a person who's going to be in prison the rest of their life? Why Why does their life matter then? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's what I mean? Good, good I know. I know yeah. and, and I know for every argument, there's a counter argument. And I'm sure that somebody for with, with a human rights background or something like that will come in and be like, you know, maybe they can be rehabilitated. All this. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think that at a certain point, like if you break certain rules and laws, like you forfeit those rights. Yeah. And I think that's how it should be. And so, and, and you know, and you know me, uh, you know, old Sav loves the mafia. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Love a good mafia movie. Hey man, Absolutely. I, I tell you what, you know what happened? You know, they handle their own stuff in house, right? Yes. Yes, they did. There, yeah. There's no, yeah. there's yes, no, there's no, there's no, there's uh, no, politically correct way to uh handle someone who snitched on you yeah you're, you're dead yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sleeping with the fishes 100 percent. Yeah. so they handle their business so i know it was you give them the kiss of death well baby. i'll tell you this man uh let's let's uh i'm glad you're okay yeah thank that could have you, you know I appreciate it that could have yeah. gone terribly wrong i didn't realize how uh, uh crazy of a situation i was in until after the fact so yeah pretty pretty insane absolutely yeah and I did want to tell you one thing before we get out of here. Yeah. thought it was very funny. Uh, for my birthday, uh, you gave me a vinyl. I did. You brought that present in. We, we I didn't open it because we were recording. And yes. I recorded afterwards. Yeah. It is the uh, the Killer Mike album. Yes. Michael. His last album, which I am very fond of. So yeah. it worked out really well. It's a good one. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. It's very hilarious to me. Is So could you describe this cover to me? 
Yeah, it's it's a young picture of Killer Mike, like probably looks like maybe fifth grade, sixth grade, and uh, he's got the devil horns, uh, but he also has an angel hair. Very subtly kind of yeah. extended from his uh, dark hair. Yeah. Almost looks shadowy. Yes. And then a little halo over it. Yes. Right? And so I can tell you this, I didn't have a hard copy of this. I just listened to it on Spotify. So this is what comes up, right? Right. You know, you're like, oh, you know, he's got the halo, you know, and if you're not paying attention, you can almost even miss the horns. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're dark. Yeah. So then, you know, one of the cool things about vinyls is you open them up and there's some other stuff and artwork and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and so let me just show you, you know, th this is the, you know, fifth the grade photo. Yeah. Yeah. Halo, right? Yes, right, correct. <laughs> and then you open it up. Yeah. And there's, uh, let me count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at least eight, uh, I'm going to call them strippers. Yeah, they look like they just came from Dreamers, right off the and, pole. And uh, yeah. they are barely clothed. Barely, yes. There is uh, pretty much nothing. It's just him yeah. surrounded by a bunch of beautiful black women who appear to be strippers. Yeah. And uh, I opened it up and I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I would not have guessed that. I would not have. Uh, there's an, and a nice picture of him sitting on his ride. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have pictured that. This is a very deep, introspective album. He's a married man as well. So the, no, I would not have guessed that. So this is his like very personal album. So this when I pulled that in. out, I was like, "Oh, hello, Taylor, yes, sir." And then all, and then also, uh, they had a little—I uh, don't know what you call these things—on the edge of the, of the, oh like a yeah, sleeve like, almost. Yeah, like yeah, a like mini, inside the plastic. That's right, like the, inside like the, the plastic edge. of the yeah. sleeve, and there, yeah. and where the UPC code was. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you can just go ahead and open that up, and then there's another. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this is that there's some stuff going on there that is not covered. No, you got some nipples showing there, yeah, you got yeah. some fish nets, you got some dollar bills in the air. Yeah, well, Atlanta, where he's from, is yeah. the home of the strip club. So, so I had to be careful leaving this around the old studio where my mom sleeps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, let's not scare Patty. Yeah, you don't need to do that. That would be she awesome. had a terrible nightmare, nipples everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's seen them, yeah. and yeah. uh. You got a little birthday gift today as well. I did. You and I, uh, on a previous episode, actually, very recently, last week's episode, uh, dug in on how much we love Ludacris and how underrated he is and how, how insane of a catalog he has. Uh, much as I was talking about Cypress Hill today, you and I both said we were caught sleeping on the Ludiversal album, which is a phenomenal album. You said probably your favorite Ludacris album, and it's definitely up there. I have not dug into a lot of Ludacris's catalog yet. He's got a lot of albums, but uh, it's uh, definitely his most personal album to date for sure. I will tell you this. I listen, I've listened to all of his albums before. I've gone back a lot of times. This is absolutely my favorite album, and it's because I'm grown Yeah. now. It's That's grown, why. It's, it's grown right. man bars. That's I, 100%. Yeah. I played the shit out of word of mouth. Yeah, I got that on vinyl. Yeah. But... I was 25 yeah, and yeah. partying and yeah, yeah, being yeah. dumb and all over yeah. the place. So, yeah. you know, him being funny and being, you know, doing his thing, like that was a cool album. Yes. But there's also a bunch of tracks on there where I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah. There's you a know? lot of sex stuff where I'm like, enough's enough. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Get it. This One or two of those. Right. This I'm album. And, and, and we don't got to go into it too much because yeah. we just talked about it the entire last episode. Yes, we did. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you and I talked. After we got off the mic, you're like, dude, I want to find that on vinyl. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's hard to find. We were looking at like places for 70, 80. Uh, one place was 40, but then they wanted like 30 to ship it. 39.95 shipping. Insane. And I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have it, but yo, I cannot pull the trigger on those prices. And uh, I show up this week. And not only have I been gifted a copy from you, my friend, which is amazing for my birthday, but you copped yourself. That's the first question I asked was, yo, you found this? This is crazy. Did you get yourself one? Of course I did. Yeah, and of course. It's sitting right here on the vinyl. I'm looking right at it now, the Ludiversal. I uh, can't wait to go home and bump it on my record player, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my uh, Word of Mouth album off, which is in there now, and I'm going to put this one on. Well, uh, enjoy. Happy birthday. I, oh, I, I, did, I, I had been researching it since I uh, since I really dug into it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't wait for you to go home and dig into it. 
But before these, you do that, these were still in the plastic. So these have been in the plastic since 2015. Mm -hmm. These are unopened records that just didn't get purchased, or somebody purchased it and didn't open it from 2015. Because they're not, they're not remaking. They're repressing. No, they're not repressing this. You can see where the record, the circle from where it's been in there so long. That's not a used record. You took that out of the plastic, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's just been in there for so long. You can see the circle from the vinyl. That's serious business right there. They're not fucking around, man. That is a an original that makes it more valuable that it's the original printing a, a reissue is not as valuable so yeah man for sure that's um, an amazing gift i was i did not expect that because uh, um thank you uh incredible we're already going to uh atmosphere this month dude yeah that that's wasn't coming. a gift that wasn't a birthday gift that was just you needed a win. Well, and hey, man. Well, that's amazing. I, I didn't expect anything. I, I was uh, already so taken aback by the tickets to the concert, and this is just icing on the cake, man. I, I can't wait to celebrate with you this evening, man. I'm ready to party. Your people are such good people, and your people have become my people as well. Oh, man. It's yeah. going to be a good time, and yeah. uh, it's going to be fun. Kim's here, so that's yes. nice. Yes, yes. Justin uh, LaFondizzi's home. So yes. We're going to have a good time, man. Should Hell be great. yes. And oh, and, and for all our people out there listening, if you do love music, uh, just to go back on the Cypress Hill thing, if you're going to listen to a Cypress Hill album, Cypress Hill 4. It's got the three skeletons on the front doing the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Uh, it has a song, Tequila Sunrise, on it. Pull up Cypress Hill 4, listen to Tequila Sunrise, and then reach out to me and text me and thank me later. I, I love that song. That's my favorite Cypress Hill album. I just wanted to get that in before we cut out. You know who else is going to be here? Who else? Oh, you nasty. Hell yes. That's what's up. You know who's not going to be here? Who? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we got to get that guy down here from Oregon. Sometime. Yes, that's what's up. Make the trip, baby. Yeah, it's worth make it. Make the trip. We'll get you on the show. Come to Cali. We need guests. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. Make the trip. We'll do. We'll record. I love it. All right. Oh, hell yeah. There, there it is. You ready for me to get us on up out of here? You got anything else you want to add before we... I got to get ready for the party. Yes, we got work my, to do. We got work to do. Right. my fancy dress. Yes, sir. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Peace out. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Yeah.